by uh, by giving you a lot of respect for for what you do, man. Because uh, we've been knowing each other for a while, and and I always see you uh, like you just kind of keep reinventing yourself as far as as your businesses and and what you got going on. You never you never allow uh, current events or, or situations to to stop you. Like you you always, you always find an opportunity and. and in every situation, and, and I, I identified that, and I, that's why I respect you, and I always send you messages, hey, what's up, man, are you doing all right? Congratulations on the family, because I, I recognize that, and I guess I, I recognize that because uh, I, he I heard your story a while back, and, and, I, and I could see that you, like you're, like, you're a real hustler, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not a, an Instagram hustler, like, you actually went through the process, so I want to, I want to hear your story, I want you to share your story with everybody, because it inspired me, and I and I know that it'll inspire some other people out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for uh, having me on the guest on the uh, on the show. Um, you know, basically, my name is Rafael Vargas. For people that don't know me, I'm uh, 28 years old. I'm based here in Tampa, Florida. I started in Washington D.C. and uh, I started from really humble beginnings, man. Just uh, very humble beginnings. You know, single mother, mentally disabled brother, at the age of 20 years old. Um, I, I got kicked out of high school, um, sophomore year of high school, and I went to an alternative school um, and uh, where there was maybe like six to eight kids, and we only went to high school for about two hours a day. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of, you know, felons and gang members at that school. And, um, you know, I just got really heavily influenced at a young age from, you know, kind of like the street life and the people that were at that school. And, you know, when I left school, I ran the streets. I used to take the public transportation to my house. You know, every single day it took me about two hours, two and a half hours to go back and forth from my high school. And uh, I went through a traumatic experience when I was younger, man. And, uh, you know, almost got murdered at the age of 18. And my whole life transformed from there uh, when I almost got murdered. And I started asking myself, you know, hey, why am I here? You yeah. know, fast forward eight years later, you know, I'm now a multi-age figure entrepreneur. Um, I, I run multiple companies that are worth eight, uh, eight figures. Um, one of them is an e-commerce uh, company. Yeah. Um, us over uh, 1.5 million. Uh, we, we're doing about 1.5 million dollars this month um, in in revenue. Strong uh, strong net profitability. E-commerce is the next wave. We're based on the Amazon platform. For the first seven years of my career, of my entrepreneurship career, I made you know tens of millions of dollars in real estate, flipping real estate. Mm -hmm. And I started out you know at the age of 20 years old, you know hiring a mentor. I just hired a mentor. I had you know three thousand dollars to my name. And somebody said, hey, I'll teach you how to do real estate investing. You don't need any cash or credit. And I was just so desperate at that time because, you know, my mother was working two jobs, trying to go to college and support me and my mentally disabled brother. And it was just, it was just, I was so desperate at that time because I wanted to take care of my mom. And I felt like I was failing them because my father wasn't around at that time. And I felt like I was failing them as a the man of the family. Um, and I used to have to leave my brother for 16 hours a day, you know, make peanut butter sandwiches for him and just leave him for, you know, hours and hours in a day. So I went all in on my dream. You know, I invested $3,000 to this mentor. He actually robbed me. He didn't teach me anything about real estate, yeah. but you know, it, it taught me about resourcefulness. And so I went to YouTube, Google online and just studied everything I could about real estate, wholesaling, flipping houses and flipping mm. contracts without actually having to buy the house. And, you know, nine months of just diligent work, reading countless books, staying up night after night after night. I've really put in blood, sweat, and tears into entrepreneurship. And, uh, again, countless, countless books that I've read in my career and, you know, probably a million dollars plus in consultants and mentors that I've invested yeah. in. 
you know, and now now we're here today. So, um, you know, glory to God, you know. Yeah. What, what was the what was like the first uh, I, I know I know you said you got exposed to a mentor, but what was like the first uh, time you said, you know what, like uh, I can I can I can do this entrepreneurship because I'm pretty sure like how you said you went to alternative. Uh, you might you might have been labeled as like uh, uh, like someone. Uh, what is it? What is the word like? Uh, misfit. Yeah, like a misfit, or you can't comprehend, or he's not he, learning disability. That's the word, right? Uh, when, when did you decide? You know what? Like I can overcome this. Like what? How, what? What point in life was that? When you were twenty or older? You know the people in my. You know the teachers at my own school. You know again, it was only two hours a day. Yeah. And they used to all the time, like, you guys are just here, like, this is just a transition for you yeah. guys to end up in jail. You know, you guys are just going to end up either dead or in jail. And a lot of the kids that I went to school with, you know, did end up dead or in jail, yeah. right? And um, and so, yeah, it was a big transition to believe in myself because the whole world was against me. Uh, my mother was against me when I told her, Mom, I promise you one day I'm going to retire you. I was 20 years old. I told my mom, Mom, I'm going to retire you. I'm going to do this real estate thing. I promise you one day I'm going to make millions of dollars and I'm going to retire you. Yeah. She didn't believe me. She said, go get a job, save money for, uh, you lost, you know, you, you invested $3,000. You're stupid. Why did you do that? That was stupid. Go get a job, go pay for college. And you know, my, the whole world was against me. I had to really believe in myself. And the most important thing, the only person that was in my corner was God. You know, yeah. I really felt like my relationship with God and my faith was the only thing that had me really push through these really hard times when the whole world is against you, your own mother, your own yeah. family, your own friends, and there's nobody in your corner. I felt like God was the only one in my corner telling me, Raphael, this is the way, keep going. And I trusted him. And because yeah. I trusted him, you know, we're here today. I retired my mother at the age of 24. Nice. You know, I'm 28 years old now. And so yeah. she's been retired for four years. So, yeah, I think that, I think that you, you touched on a, on a pretty strong point there. Like faith, faith is everything. I guess, you know, whenever, you know, nobody believes in you and, and you decide to believe in yourself and, and, and you communicate that to yourself. Like it almost, it, it, it almost like it's self-motivating. Like you don't really need anybody else because you know how you said like everybody like, like let you down. I mean, you, you can't, you can't feel any worse, right? <laughs> you're like, you're like, I can't feel any worse. So let me ask you this. So like the, you, you went through the, 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 con the, the, the wholesaling, right? The wholesaling process. When did, are, are you still doing the wholesaling or are you transitioned to like bigger businesses? Yeah. So wholesaling, I tell everybody this, you know, wholesaling real estate is a phenomenal, phenomenal way to start and build up your cash reserves, but it's not a means to an end, you know, yeah. you're going to have, you know, in wholesaling, I was doing about $4.5 million a year. I built this whole sales team, this whole organization. We were in eight different markets. I was flipping, you know, anywhere between 30 to 50 houses on a monthly basis mm -hmm. in multiple different markets. Amazing business model for when you're first getting started. But once you have the cash reserves, there's just so many different and more amazing business models. Mm -hmm. So I like multifamily, yeah. e-commerce. Right now, e-commerce is taking over retail. And if, yeah. you don't, if you don't see that, you must be blind because it's just dominating retail completely. E-commerce sales are going through the roof. Amazon stock is going through the roof. So we've capitalized a lot off of building uh, e-commerce stores for clients on Amazon. So I transitioned and completely stopped wholesaling. I was also educating other people how to do wholesaling. Yeah. And when COVID-19 hit and shut down the economy, Ooh, I see, yeah. I thought that was a massive opportunity. That's when I stopped my real estate business. I shut it down completely. 
and I invested and went all in on my time mm. and my financial resources in my e-commerce brand. And, you know, during COVID-19, during quarantine, while everyone was watching Netflix and eating pom-poms, you know, I made $2 million, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and glory be to God, you know, for that. And I also invested in the foreign exchange market. Now mm. we have a fund of $2.5 million that we manage, you yeah. know, in our foreign exchange fund. And, you know, I made 87% returns during, again, quarantine from yeah. April until uh, the end of uh, uh, the end of uh, May. We made 87% yeah. returns. You know, so, that, that, that's very powerful you said that because, like, what, what, you, what, what I got from that is, like, you know, you, you had the, the, the wholesaling business. You had that going. But at the same time, you were still educating yourself, like, on the e-commerce part of it. You, you, were, you were educating yourself. You are educating yourself. Because you knew that that eventually an opportunity is going to come up, and 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 it and it so happened did, and you capitalized on that. You didn't have to like wait and try to educate yourself. You already had the basic uh, idea of how e-commerce worked, and this is this your chance to explode with that. And I saw I saw that I saw that how you just you just dominated that, and I saw how you kind of transitioned from the wholesaling because, like you said, the wholesaling is not really. I mean, it, it'll it'll produce some cash flow, but I think uh, one thing that I've learned from a lot of mentors is not it's not you know it's not how much money you make it's what you do with that money. And, 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 that, you know, wholesaling is not like a wholesaling business. Yeah. It's transactional based. So oh, you're okay. only the last deal that you close. Yeah. Again, it's great for building up cash reserves, but you're not building an asset. The company you can't sell that company. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm thinking about my future kids. You know, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to be able to actually build that's an actual asset. You know, wholesaling is transactional. You're going deal by deal by deal, making cash, which is great. But it's not a company that can be built and sold as an asset. E-commerce, it is, right? Yeah, and, so, and, and yeah, I see. I think a lot of young uh, entrepreneurs that get into, like, the business, they don't really see the value of uh, building an asset. You know, they, they, they kind of want to make some quick cash, but they don't really realize that, you know what, you got to build some long-term wealth. And, and the way you do that is through, is through assets. And, and, and you've been doing that. And, and, and I respect you for that. Let me ask you this. Like, uh, did, did you ever work on, like, as far as, like, your, your, pre- your presentation? Because you have, you have, a, you have a, 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 an authority presentation about yourself. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. But... Uh, you have this this presentation about yourself. You carry yourself well. Uh, I'm going to say, like, you carry yourself well, and, and and you come across as authority of whatever you talk about. So, so congrats on that. Did you ever work on that, or that's something you just had natural? You know, no, I, I absolutely did. At the age of 20, I was probably the most insecure, unconfident young man there was. Um, you know, I didn't know how to speak to women. I didn't know how to speak in front of a class. Um, you know, I, I was I was very weird. You know, I was hanging out with people. That were um, that were again, you know, gangbangers and and, yeah. and and people rob people at at shops and like so going into the business community and sales community, it was just like it was a complete culture shock for me. It was something that I wasn't used to. I was so I was a very weird kid. So I had to completely like transform myself, a hundred percent transform myself. I had to read countless books. And a lot of people don't know this at the age of 20, you know, I used to memorize Tony Robbins speeches, um, um, uh, John Maxwell speeches, mm-hmm. memorize these speeches and recite them in front of a mirror and, and like the tonality, their hand movement, the way they spoke, 
I used to take classes on, um, no, I'm sorry, not take, not take classes, but I used to have like an online course mm-hmm. that was a class and it taught you how to get a deeper voice. So you spoke with more authority. I used to do stupid like breathing techniques and mm-hmm. like, like throat techniques to open up my vocal cords so that I can speak more authoritatively. Yeah. And in 2019, you know, I trained over a thousand investors, you know, I brought crowds and crowds of people and I spoke in front of people for three days straight, you know, at events, you know, people pay $5,000 to come to my events and learn about real estate investing. And again, man, I have no formal education on communicating. This is all self-taught. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing that I took away as, as a man and as an entrepreneur is resourcefulness. Like a lot of people, they want to, they want to just uh, get this information and they, they think it's like, it's right in front of your face. You know, you ask and you seek and the universe will provide to you and God will provide to you. And so the answers are right in front of your face, Google, YouTube, mentors. And I just leverage so much of the resources that I have around me yeah, to yeah. elevate myself. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the, the things I, one of, one of the things that I, that I always get, uh, Cause I, I, I was the same position as you as far as education wise. And, and I said, you know what? It was actually an advantage because I, I didn't really learn anything. So I didn't have to like reprogram myself that, that much. I just had to like, whatever new information I got was new information. So I absorbed it a lot better. How, how many, how many hours are you, are you still studying as much as you used to or you kind of toned it down some? No, absolutely. I'm still consistently studying. I mean, okay. studying. A lot of my studying right now has been more on just personal development as far yeah. as me and just trying to trying to elevate myself as a man and understand myself as a leader in my position more because I feel like now in the position that I'm in, it's all about influence. The more influence that I can have now, the more people that are going to want to trust in me, invest in my Forex fund, invest in my e-commerce stores. Mm. So right now it's just about me elevating myself in my presence, my yeah. online presence, my social media presence. Um, and you know, building more credibility and results within myself and the people around me. Mm. I'm very big on making sure that the people that invest in me get results because if they get results, they're going to tell all their friends and everyone around. And so, and at the end of the day, you know, I realized talk is cheap, man. Talk is so cheap and results speak louder than words. And I want to see myself obviously hit massive milestones and the people around me that trust in me and invest in me also hit massive milestones. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how many hours are you, are you still studying right now? Like, like in the, what, what is your routine? Like, do you get up, like study in the morning or what do you find best for you? You know, the biggest studying that I do every morning is, is really the studying of just, um, of God's word. And yeah. I read the, Bible. I journal every single morning, you know, something that really helps me align with my purpose because, you know, I, I really look at myself as a man that's not that special. You know, yeah. I'm a man that I really don't, I really don't think I'm anything special compared to other men because I've witnessed how God has completely transformed my life. And a lot of it wasn't of my own doing, you know, it was simply me having an ear to listen to what God wanted me to do. Right. And me, I've realized that the most success that I've had in my life has been due because I've had an ear to listen and I've studied and I just, I just align myself with what God's purpose is for me and my life. And when I align myself to that, I see just some amazing, beautiful things happen. So my morning routine just consistently is, is about alignment. God, yeah. what's happening in my life? What's my next step? What do you say about this? What are your thoughts about this? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, like for me to leave real estate, that was a huge move. 
Yeah. You know, that was like a lot of people followed me and I was an authority in real estate. If anything, I was one of the top authorities and top wholesalers in real estate. Mm -hmm. So for me to disassociate myself completely with that was a big move because I felt like that was a conviction that God told me to do. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people, they're so tied to what their image is portrayed. And I'm not tied to anything. I'm not tied to anything. The only thing that I'm tied to is God's next move for me. And whether that's letting go of a relationship, letting go of a certain business model, letting go of a certain habit, it's gone in a yeah. second. Because I just have seen some beautiful things happen aligning myself with God's purpose. So yeah. that's what my morning routine is pretty much. I think that, that that's very that's very true because like I think we, we don't we don't you know we don't give time to ask ourselves the hard questions and and really try to discover those Right. I mean, we do. We don't. We don't. We don't take the time to ask, ask ourselves those questions. And we don't. We don't take time to to self discover sometimes. And I think you know, as we get older, uh, that becomes more and more a, a big part of, of life. So let, let me ask you this: like going back, how, how did you define your purpose? Like, because I know uh, we hear a lot about that. Like, how how do you define your purpose? How do you find your purpose? And and you said you followed Tony Robbins for a long time, and that's something he talks a lot about. Like, find your why. Like, find your why. How did you discover that? You know, it, it first started asking the simple question, you know, why am I alive? Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really blessed because, um, you know, I have this tattoo on my arm and you can't really see it, but it's a window with, uh, it's a window with a bunch of bullet holes. And at the age of 18, you know, I was almost murdered in a house party and uh, I pretty much got saved through this magic window um, at this house party that magically pretty much appeared. And I almost got murdered at this party. And when I escaped through this window, I thought everything was good. And little did I know it wasn't. And uh, this, this, this person was still after me trying to, you know, essentially finish the job and, and murder me. Yeah. You know, my face was broken, broke my face and all, all kinds of nastiness happened at the party. And, um, you know, a month and two months into consistently having to jump out of public buses and run and run for my life and watching my house catch on fire and having my, my family move, my mom, my mom and my brother move out of that house, you know, um, after two months of pretty much not sleeping and living in consistent paranoia uh, of somebody trying to murder you and a whole team of people trying to murder you, um, you know, this person ended up actually getting murdered outside of his house. And when that happened, it was like an immediate like punch in my face. I'll never forget the day when I heard this because it was like a complete life changing moment. I was 19, 18, turning 19. And um, it was like a punch in my face. And it was like God telling me, like, do you hear me now? And, um, and, and that's when I just started asking myself the simple question that transformed my life, which is why, you know, why am, why did you save me? You know, this, yeah. this man window that saved me at this party, almost got murdered, you know, uh, my, my house catching on fire, making my family move out of the house. Um, this guy that was out to kill me ended up getting murdered, uh, during this whole time. Why me? Why am I, why am I still alive? And when I started asking the question, why am I alive? I started viciously seeking. And when I started viciously, viciously, like viciously, viciously seeking, I would just go to churches. I didn't know anything about religion. I'm not a yeah. religious spiritual man. There's a big difference. Uh, you know, religious people, you know, they're very rule bound. I'm a yeah. spiritual man and I'm very boundless, but I'm bounded to what God mm. wants for me, you know? And so I'm consistently seeking that. And that's my own intimate relationship with, with God, the Heavenly Father. And so, like, 
you know, at the age of 19, I started viciously asking myself this question. Why am I alive? Why am I alive? Why did you spare my life? And yeah. when I asked the question, I started seeking. And when you start seeking, you just got to watch God start putting things in your life. And it took from the age of 18 to 20, you know, which 20 was the entrepreneurial journey for me to find out, wow, entrepreneurship is where God wants me to be. And he wants me to be a marketplace leader to inspire other entrepreneurs yeah. to follow God's purpose for them in their life. And obviously donate millions and millions of dollars in the process as well. Yeah. So, you know, and, and be a leader and be a leader at, at the end of the day so that God can get the glory. Because again, man, like that, that's how I started finding my purpose. I just started asking God. Yeah, why? that makes sense. You know? Yeah, that, that dude, that, that's so crazy. Cause like, no one, no one's ever like, no one's ever broke that down to me like that. And, and, and about like uh, religion and spiritual, okay? And you said I'm not religious. I'm not religious. Religion, uh, religion, whatever, right? I'm some spiritual, and I can so relate to that because I feel like I'm very spiritual, and, and I guess I, I'm I'm very spiritual as far as like I I, I seek like 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 you said. And, and I think the difference is, is someone that's real religious is that they, they have to believe someone else's beliefs. And I, 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 be, I might be wrong. I'm just kind of speaking what I, right? Do you think, do you think the same way? You know, I just think that um, religion is more man-made and, and, and mm. God is real. I believe in the God of the Bible. You know, that's yeah. why I read the Bible. I do believe in Jesus, you know. So could you label me a Christian? Yes, but I don't label myself as a religious Man, yeah. because again, my own intimate relationship <clears throat> is my own, and yeah. uh, the only rules that I follow are the rules that God Himself speaks directly to me yeah. about, not what another man tells me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's the why religion and spirituality for me are different. Yeah, that's so. That's so. Man, that's awesome, right there. I, I, you, you opened up like something crazy right there because uh, that that's so true. Spiritual is like you're given a command and you act on it. Like you said, you know what, if, if, if I, if I need to just drop this habit, cause it's not, it's not beneficial. Like I'm just going to drop it. I just need to do it because that's the right thing to do. That, that, that's so good, man. I appreciate that. Uh, hey, what, what are you, what, what projects do you have coming up that you want to share with us? Um, let's see. I mean, you know, right now we're just, we're growing our e-commerce brand. We've taken on a lot of clients and we have equity share in a lot of different stores. And so we're really excited for all the clients that signed up for us and built, we're building Amazon stores for clients that, uh, you know, want to get passive income. Yeah. They pay us $5,000 for us to build them an e-commerce store and it's hundred percent passive for them. We make the, uh, we build the store and it gets them cash flow every single month. Mm -hmm. And so we earn a percentage of that cash flow and, uh, and, and they also obviously reap the benefits of getting hundred percent passive income. Yeah. So they're super, happy we're super happy because we get a percentage of that cash flow and our incentive is to grow that that store as profitable as we can so mm. that they can obviously receive cash flow and we do as well we're excited about that i'm really excited about forex fund because you know my my manager who's been trading for the last 11 years he's an expert at trading and our goal is to grow that fund to 50 million dollars so by the end of this year and so we're really excited about that you know our average returns have been anywhere from 25 to 40 percent on a monthly basis so if we can do that on a $50 million fund, you know, we're talking a, a lot of profits, not only yeah. for ourselves, 
but obviously for all the investors that trust in us as well. Mm. So those are my two biggest focuses. Um, those are really the biggest focuses right now. Right now, I really only want to focus on, you know, 100 million type, 100 million type uh, opportunities. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm really excited about those two main focuses in my uh, businesses. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they try to take on too many opportunities. That's not me. I really just want to focus on these two, yeah. get them solid and have a lot of people trusting in me as somebody that can produce passive uh, returns mm. for them. And uh, from there, the sky's the limit. You know, once the market corrects, I'm 100% going back into real estate. I'm yeah. not going to be wholesaling real estate because that's a headache, but I'm going to be <laughs> you know, sitting on millions of dollars right now and I'm going to be buying land to develop, yeah. you know, 300 unit multifamily complexes, mm. 400 complexes. Yeah. So super excited about that. Uh, that's going to be a five-year, eight-year term to, you know, hopefully get me to a billion dollars in net worth. So yeah. it's super exciting, you know, to see where the economy moves, you know, real estate moves really slowly. So it's easy to catch it, you know? So once the market is going down, once it hits peak bottom and it starts rising back up, I'm yeah. going to be buying land. Yeah. Land, banks give away land because it's not cash flowing. Mm, yeah. Correct. So banks are going to be giving away land. Commercially so, land for next to nothing. And that's yeah. where I'm going to be buying my opportunities. Where, where do you think we're at in the, in the housing market right now? Do you think it's at, where, where do you think we're at on it? I think, I think we're going to see a serious decline in the housing market. Default rates are ridiculous right mm. now. A lot of people are defaulting on their loans. And even though the government's trying to help with a lot of the programs, yeah. I just don't think it's sufficient even with all this, all this help. So the default rate's gonna increase. I think foreclosure rates are gonna increase. And with that, prices are gonna decrease. Mm. And if you get it, I mean, real estate is cyclical. I mean, yeah. we've, been at, we've been in a, bear, uh, 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 a mm -hmm. bullish market for the last 10 years, yeah. you know, 2010, 2011. So it's just, it's just bound to happen. It's cyclical, it's yeah. going. And now is the perfect time because of COVID, all the default rates. So in the next three months to six months, I think we're going to see a serious decline in real estate prices. And when that happens, that's going to be the opportunity to strike. Mm, yeah, that's so true. Do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on the, the COVID-19? Do you think it was like a conspiracy or do you think it was, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? You think it was a hoax? You know, <laughs> I, oh, you know, I, I, I try to, I, I really try to stay away from as much of the drama because yeah. you know, there's a lot of drama out there. People, you know, people hated on me because I left real estate. People want to assume things. And, you know, I stay away from all that drama. I focus yeah. on my economy. You know, everyone else is focused on everyone else's economy. Yeah. I'm focused on my economy. So for me, whether it was a hoax, whether it was a, a scam, whether it was uh, the United States yeah. started it, Germany started it, China started it, I don't care. Regardless, it got started. And, yeah. be, and, and for me, I'm just focused on my economy. Okay, I'm looking at what happened. How is this affecting the market? I knew it was going to affect Amazon. So what did I do? I don't care if China started it, if freaking yeah. Donald Trump started it. doesn't matter to me. All I know is that it got started. How is it going to affect my economy? What am I going to do about it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. So, you know, so many people are focused on everyone else's economy and what happened. For me, I'm focused on me and my family's economy. Yeah. And, and guess what? Because of that, that's why I'm, re I'm reaping the rewards. And I made over $2 million during a quarantine in yeah. a national crisis while everyone's yeah. pointing fingers and, you know, blaming China, blaming Russia, blaming, you know, I'm just, hey, this is my economy. Yeah, know? yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that's so true. Yeah, they, they say, like, whenever a crisis happens, um, there's a big wealth exchange, right? And, and so the people that... that I, I got COVID. I, I got COVID two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. I got it. I didn't even know I had it. 
you know, so I, I guess I'm one of the, uh, the, the few that, you know, didn't even have any effect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, well, I, th I, th I think I'm going to let you go. I know you have some, some meetings planned up. Uh, let's definitely stay in touch, man. I, I wish you well, man. I wish you a lot of success. Congrats on, on your new businesses taking off. If there's anything I can do to help you out here in Texas, man, reach out to me. Um, I bless your family. Bless everybody and your whole team. Uh, till next time, man. I'll talk to you later, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Right. Thank you. Later. Yes, sir. Take care.